Hot Takes of Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Question of the day, Farmington High basketball star Colin Chandler picks BYU. How does Mark Pope keep doing it? You have something you want to get off your chest. I'm ready to compile a top ten list of how he keeps doing it. But I think you got one point you want to sell. I think this is huge. I think what he's doing is what Majerus did in the 90s. Now, he doesn't have near the success that Majerus had, but he's just getting started. And in his third year, we, I don't think we knew Majerus was going to take the team to the Final Four and, and to the title game. But what he's doing here is he's getting the best players in the state, and then he's going out of state and developing these other kids. And that's what Majerus did. He had the best kids in the state, and then went out of state and developed kids. And Van Horn was sort of a ready-made player, but Doliak and uh, Doliak was definitely a project. And, uh, Andre Miller. Van Horn was a little bit of a project. He was highly skilled. He already had that, but he was then could get pushed around as a freshman. Yeah, but he was he was naturally going to grow. Yep. Uh, and so you had all that going on, and what did it do? It elevated Utah's program into a national powerhouse, and then in turn, I think it had a direct correlation, BYU sucked. And right now, Utah's got a curtain down in their arena. They have bottomed out, changing coaches again. And meanwhile, BYU's student section is great, high energy. They got an NIL plan with the changing rules. Pope is unbelievably personable. He is. And now he's got the Big 12. Come play in the best league in America. Hey, look, three of the top 10 teams in the uh, first poll, Big 12 teams. Huh? Yeah. Everything is all set up for them. And in the process, you can hammer your in-state rival. I think Loner was recognized as the best in-state player last year. I think this kid is recognized as the best in-state player this year, right? I don't I mean, I don't follow getting, high school recruiting that much. Him. But when yeah. I see that he's ranked 28th in the country, I'm thinking there's not anybody else who's ranked that high. No. Yeah. Uh, so watch out, man. We saw what happened in the 90s. One program took off to the point where he basically forced you to come to my program, even if you didn't want to. You had to. You had to. So you got the Johnsons, Alex Jensen. Yep. Well, I want to play on winning basketball. Well, where are you going to go? You can go there. You're going to go to Utah, and you're going to go to the NCAA tournament. Which he delivered. And he was difficult to play for. I mean, I know the guys. I've kept personal relationships with several of them over the years. One in particular. And, uh, and doesn't have a whole lot of positive to say. Uh, you're not going to get that from Pope. Now, Pope, uh, you know, he's going to run off guys. Majors ran off guys. We used to joke senior day that they should honor the guys that he was going to run off because they didn't know it yet, but in about three weeks, they were done. I can remember standing in the foyer talking to you about that exact thing, killing time before some game. I was up there for a 6 o'clock live shot, and you were up there to beat traffic and parking because in those days they were filling the place up. Yeah. And there was construction going on, and it was a mess while they were building stuff there by the arena. And we stood there and that that guy's gone. I agree, that guy's gone. The second guy is gone. Yes, the second guy is gone. This third guy, and then that's the one we debated. Yeah, he averaged you about were, three a year. And you were right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he'll get one more year to prove himself. No, he didn't. <laughs> he right. Didn't. And so there's been some of that going on, but Pope's paid to win games. He's not paid to... Uh, oh, yeah. But what? Uh, satisfy or massage feelings? Uh, Steve Cleveland had that when he took over. He had to let guys go. And sure enough, some of the parents would call me, and they were just upset as can be, and they were just looking for stuff. And that uh, one, then as soon as Solis got himself in trouble, I had a parent of a f- player that he had run off, boom, called me immediately. I was in a hotel in Los Angeles, getting it was during Final Four week, the preceding week, and then I was down there working on a big A1 cover story on Andre Miller that they sent me down there to do. Went to Andre's house and met with his mother and stepfather in Compton and all that stuff. I remember being at the hotel and I get this call because they wanted to rat him out because they were, you know, basically pissed that that uh, Cleveland cut their kid. Those those things happen. It's cutthroat. It's a business, and so now more than ever, he's not going to please everybody. It was the business then. It was, but now even more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimately, he got nil. You have money changing hands. And this NIL thing, too, I mean, it's just going to benefit BYU big time because there's a lot of BYU boosters out there that want to see the program succeed at high levels for competitive reasons, maybe some religious reasons, whatever it might be. Uh, So if I'm Utah right now, I'm a little nervous because, and I don't follow this close, but from what Yak has told me and from what I understand, this kid was Utah bound. And as recently as a week and a half ago, I was told that Utah is the odds-on favorite. Ten days ago, Sniggy. Ten days ago. So just it's a week loner, and a half. So it's the loner story all over again. Well, actually, loner went, went there. Signed. Yeah, signed. yeah, he actually signed. He was committed signed. there. Yeah, he was yeah. committed there. And then he changed. What is going on? How is Mark Pope able to do this? When I'm, when I'm around Mark Pope, I'll tell you this right now. I got my right hand on my wallet at all times. Brooks says, fan support. Look at the stands at both games Tuesday, and you tell me. Utah fans are pompous and arrogant. They have been beat down by the fall okay, of the basketball Max. program. While at BYU, they have excitement. Just pompous look at their two coaches. And arrogant. Hey, Utah fans are Utah fans. They're not pompous. They're no more pompous Utes, and arrogant than any fan base. Ute fans will start to find around start to uh, find around and make it seem like they were there all along. Utah basketball doesn't deserve Craig Smith. Well, that'd be good. That's a good. Then that means he was the right guy. Now I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and let's see what he can do, because that's my standard on all coaching hires. And he did marvelous work, and he was charismatic in his own right uh, in Logan. But at the same time, he wasn't competing to get kids into the Big Twelve. In the Sam Merrills of the world, when they were coming out in the Mountain West, West Coast. What difference is there there, if anything? But now you got the Big 12. Yeah. Number that... one or two te- uh, league in the country. At least half the league's going to the tournament. Cincinnati and Houston are coming in. They've got good, good basketball heritage there. I mean, any given year you can be whatever, but if you look at the arc of what they've done over decades, those are good basketball schools. For sure. UCF has a ton of talent, kind of a newcomer. I don't so know much about them basketball Yeah, I, I don't either. So... But Cincinnati, I, I'm a well aware of, and and uh, who's the other one you just yeah, said? Yeah, Cincinnati, Houston. you can go back 20 years, yeah, or you yeah. can go back 60 years, and you start hitting big names and big-time players. And right. same with Houston. Right, for sure, obviously. So I'd be a little concerned 
if I'm Utah. How did this kid get away? You're down and they're up. I don't think it's that hard. So how do you start to build and get back up, get people in the building? You always talk about kids want to feel like it's a big deal. I don't think if you're going to a Utah basketball game and the drape's down and the place is still half full that you feel like that's a big deal. Yeah, but I think that's somewhat misleading. It's misleading if you're 40, 50, or 60 and you remember the 80s and 90s. But if you're 17 years old, that stuff's ancient history. Um, to the in-state kid, I don't think it is. Because his parents know of it. And they can tell you. And there's some programs that just... You can win all you want, and there's... It's really not in the sun of a program. I mean, they've been nothing for forever. And I don't know that they have a fan base. I know Utah has a fan base. It's out there. And you start winning. They'll be back. They'll come running back. It's there. We've all seen it. I told you in the MGM, I was there... Pac-12, I think it was the first year that they had it in the MGM, where they have it a couple years at... Uh, at, uh, in the Stable Center, I think, early on. Yeah, I've double-checked that. But I think it was the first year that Utah, well, they've been in the conference a year or two, and then they moved it to the MGM in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm standing in the room where you get the credentials, and I'm talking to somebody that I've known for a long time in the Pac-12. So Utah's down a little bit, and he looks at me and he says, the rest of the conference is really nervous about that program. I said, why? He says, because we know that kids want to play where there's great enthusiasm. And sure, they're down, but you give it a couple years. And Larry did get it done. It slipped on him, but he did get it done. He had two good years. They had a Sweet 16 team. They had a second round team. And that's if they're in that neighborhood, then the Ute fans will pack the Huntsman Center and the Drape will be a thing of the past. Right. So it's there. There's some programs like Houston. Houston doesn't pack them in. I had Dave Rose, me, and I remember him telling me because he grew up there and played there. And he was talking about how even in their glory days, it was never there. They weren't necessarily the talk of the town. Here, you know, we do have the jazz, but the jazz influenced all the programs in the state, not one more than the other. Right. But in Houston, there's just so many Texas and Texas A&M alums. And there's so many schools in in Houston graduate from. I mean, the Utes have a massive alumni base within a 20-minute drive of campus. They can pack the place with Ute lifers. So, and this kid, uh, this youngster is going to go on a mission, he said yesterday, so it's still two years, so you'll be, the earliest you would be in his program is the third year, right? So with with that in mind, it would have had time to, would time to build up the program a little bit, and yet he's still, I don't follow it, but I've been told, as Yacht follows a lot better, that as short as uh, recently as 10 days ago, he was Utah bound. What in the world did Pope do to get in there and basically steal this kid from Utah? You tell me. People, you tell me. I want to hear what you have to say, and I want to hear it, and I want to hear it now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We'll get to that next, and we'll give away tickets to see the Jazz and the Pacers tonight. We'll do that next. Stay with us.